spoilers abound. Welcome to the first of many episodes of Horror in Gaming with Mitch. I'm one of the co-hosts of Bringing Down the Grindhouse and decided to... Uh, we didn't. We don't really touch on video games too much on the uh, normal podcast, um, so I decided that we should branch out into a media that is a little bit more difficult to explore because it would require everyone to own the same game uh, and, and whatnot, and so it's a little more difficult. But today, I wanted to discuss the game... Uh, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, which I actually just finished not too long ago, and it it is absolutely fantastic, guys. A wonderful, wonderful portrayal of Norse mythology, a great portrayal of a different type of horror. Um, it's probably one of the more accurate representations of uh, psychosis that you'll see, like schizophrenia, things like that. And the developers actually worked very, very closely with mental health scientists and psychologists and whatnot to try to accurately capture this. So I'll go into a, a little bit on this game and uh, what the plot centers around and whatnot. Starts off with a uh, this Celtic woman. Her name is Senua. She goes, basically her husband is killed or her lover is killed. And she takes his head in a little sack, which is, I thought was uh, very endearing. And she puts him in like this little sack and carries his head around with him. And then she descends into what is believed to be the layers of Nordic hell in order to attempt to save the soul of her lover and bring him back. And she goes through many different trials. And I, I just remember how eerie the game was when it started. It has a fantastic soundtrack. Um, one song in particular at the very end I'll talk about a little bit that is one of my favorites from it. But she goes, uh, basically she delves into this Nordic hell and uh, you complete many different puzzles. There's an interesting, like very fun, like hack and slash combat system that's fairly intuitive and requires you to sort of maybe think outside of just a simple hit X, hit Y, hit X, hit Y or, you know, chain X a bunch of times on the buttons and whatnot. So, yeah. So it was very intuitive in that in that regards. Um, but she starts off paddling, paddling very slowly through this creek, this river, and there's bodies hanging from trees and whatnot. And the, one of the greatest parts about this game is, uh, I, I highly recommend, first of all, I highly recommend using headphones when you decide to... If you just if you decide to play it, of course, because it really gets you in the immersive effects that these voices in her head, because they doubt her, they support her, and they do them like back and forth sort of thing. So you don't really know should I trust these voices? Do these voices have my best interests in heart? And it creates an entirely different atmosphere um, for the character and for the setting itself. Uh, and Senua is just very interesting in general because she's just, you know, th this reminds me a lot of like Baldur's trip to hell to save, to save, um, or, or rather, rather, uh, oh God, what's the name of that? I don't remember the name of that Norse hero at the moment, but basically trying to save Baldur's soul from hell. It's sort of like that type of idea, but doing like a gender flop sort of, uh, sort of thing on it. So that's pretty cool. Uh, she basically goes down. You have a bunch of puzzles to complete. You'll encounter many different, like, uh, Norse, Nordic sort of gods and whatnot that you have to 
outdo or defeat sometimes and it like the one of my favorites is the raven the raven god and i i forget his name because it's been a a little bit i forget what his name was but he deals with illusion a lot and so there's a lot of these levels you'll go through where uh you have to have different perspectives on the actual map itself so you'll be walking around and you'll you gaze through this one like archway these small archways around you'll gaze through one and it'll change and you'll see the raven god like twitching around and as soon as you leave and look at it again he's gone and things like that then when you walk through the level is totally changed and there's like new pathways to take things like that so you actually have to employ some problem solving into it um the game is also just very, very creepy. All of your enemies usually, they'll, they'll slightly ramp up to different fighting styles, but they're just these, like, usually they have, like, skeletons, like, like uh, I want to say, like, deer heads draped over their faces, and they just slowly walk towards you and then begin swinging at you, trying to kill you. And the combat system was very intuitive in, in some ways because it doesn't exactly tell you how to fight things. It just, you know, puts you in there, and then you just sort of have to figure it out. And um, there's some interesting moves you can do and whatnot that if you experiment with the combos and things like that, it just really puts a lot on the player to discover and explore, not just like the levels themselves, but also the combat within as well. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, The horror aspects are very heavily there, though. I mean, you're literally dealing with like underworld gods. You encounter the raven, that raven god I was just talking about. You encounter Surtur, the fire giant, and his whole level, you're running through an entire, this, uh, this burning down house, and you're trying to survive the flames that are chasing you, so it has, like, that survival horror aspect to it in that one. Uh, one of the other ones is this boar that travels in darkness, so you have to keep torches on you, and then you have to run very quickly through the dark areas of the game, otherwise, and if you stay too long, he just murders you outright. Uh, I, I really liked that it puts a lot of emphasis on uh, kind of the survivability aspect of combat or like the will to continue going sort of deal. What does Senua put herself through in order to get there? And it's it's played out not just in like combat, but in narrative as well. Um, as you go through, you'll find little snippets, these little circles with runes on them, with the Firthark runes on them. And it will basically tell you like a small snippet of Norse mythology, Nordic mythological stories. And it it's great. It's absolutely wonderful because it gives you a nice little like insight into that mythology, which is which is discussed relatively a little bit more now than it's used to. But I remember being in school, I always heard like Greek or Roman mythology for the most part. And we never really touched on the Nordic stories. Um, there's a part where they, you know, they'll discuss Thor and they'll discuss Freya and whatnot. But then there's another one where he discussed Sigurd and Fafnir's gold, which is a whole other, like a like the, one of the classic dragon slaying stories. Uh, and then once you get closer and closer to the conclusion of the game, it starts discussing Ragnarok and the entire, you know, ability, like all like, the entire story of Ragnarok itself and how it comes to an end or how the world is supposed to end. And so that I found really, uh, really enticing and wonderful because it's like, oh, you get the cool story time. You get, you know, a good look. It's a very accurate portrayal of Nordic mythology as well. Very kind of bleak and brutal as well and a little bit unforgiving and uh, as sort of uh, very prophetic in that things will end as they are supposed to. What shall be, shall be. 
sort of idea. It's like it's fated, is what is what it seems like to me. Um, and Senua's entire entire struggle throughout all of this is uh, a great thing to watch. It's it's really like a heart wrenching a lot of the times because she really wants it so bad, and it uh, deals a lot with how her family perceived her psychosis when she was when she lived among them like her father believed it was like some sort of a demon that possessed her and it also possessed her mother uh and and eventually i believe that they burned her mother alive to try to purge the evil out of her sort of idea and then senoa was locked inside of uh i want to say like some tents she's basically isolated from the rest of the community because they didn't want to deal with her psychosis and so this plays into the idea of how does the world treat people with mental illness like this? Do we do we tr- actively try to include them in the community, or do we uh, lock them away and don't and just let them be something that's like not seen, not heard, sort of idea? So it's very interesting. It's hard, it has some social commentary on that a bit, and by making her the hero of the story, that really like draws a lot of attention to it for me anyway. Uh, I would say that uh, the ending of the game is very cataclysmic and uh, just absolutely wonderful. Uh, you basically face off against the forces of hell, so you'll meet Hell, or, or Hella. Hella in this one, I believe, is what they call her. And she just sends waves and waves of waves of these enemies that are basically a mixture of all the different ones that you fought. At one point, you'll fight like the shadows of the, the raven god, Surtur, the fire giant, and then um, the boar also, and the, all of, like the shadow boar, but and all three of them will just constantly change to come fight you and try to defeat you, and it's this really unnerving, like ridiculously, like ridiculous slog through all of this fight, and at the very end, um, she like at the very end, like the waves don't stop coming, and Senua keeps getting knocked down, and then the voices in her head start telling her, like you're killing yourself. Stop, you're killing yourself. You don't have to keep fighting anymore. And then it basically... Uh, it's it's wonderful. Uh, because if you just... You can you can continue to fight, too. You can keep t- tapping A rapidly to get back up and keep on fighting. Or you can just let them kill you. And then the little uh, achievement marker shows up that shows you that, oh, you're finished with this section. You're done now, you know. And it's sort of like a the whole game is like a metaphor for letting go. She holds on to the 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 dead the dead entirely too hard and in the end Hella tells her, No, you cannot take your your like basically take your lover back with you. It doesn't work like that. You have to live with yourself and you have to live with out him now. And that is just how it's going to work. So she goes through this entire struggle to basically learn how to let go. And it's very endearing, and uh, as those like as those end credits roll, or as she walks off into the sunset at the end of all of this like this gnarly se- like selection of events that transpire, uh, it starts playing V and V Nation's Illusion, which is just a fantastic song in itself, and it was just very fitting for the idea of all of this, of this entire game. And uh, I yeah, I really appreciated it. And that's basically what I have to say about the game. I I think it's a, you can probably finish it in about like ten to thirteen hours. It's actually not that long. It's fairly short, um, but it's a great experience, uh, especially for whatever you decide to pay for it money wise. You know, we're always thinking about our wallets over here, um, but it's definitely worth the time, worth the playthrough. 
Uh, I'm hoping that I can do more of these video game segments as well because I do. I I'm actually a little bit of a of a a baby when it comes to horror video games, and they make me kind of like they make me make me shit my pants a lot of the times. And so I'm gonna try to go through and play more horror games because I game a lot. So. I'll do that. I also want to touch down on some of the aspects of uh, horror in Dungeons & Dragons and other RPGs like that and um, ways that they narratively become horrifying and what makes people scared about them. And we'll delve into that later in further episodes if these decide to uh, take off. Um, And so thanks for sitting with me. I'm Mitch, co-host of Bringing Down the Grindhouse. Have yourself a good night.